Welcome to Girl Why Podcast. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Terry. What's up, girl? How are you? We're on episode four this week. Whoop, whoop. Loving it. Loving every second of it. And I'm excited. I think this week, one, we have a really good show put together. Plus, it's episode four. Everything is going ex- almost exactly as we're planning. Would you agree? I agree. We have some pretty exciting topics to talk about today. So I yeah, am excited. up, but I want to let everyone know before we start. We posted on our social media, which if you're not following, please follow Girl Y Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, that we were taking in drunk stories because we wanted to hear everyone's best, most embarrassing, wildest drunk story. We are actually, we got so many great submissions that we're going to make a separate mini episode with just those because they are fire. So if you're expecting to hear that in this episode, it's coming probably middle of the week, but I just wanted to forewarn everyone. (laughs) It's going to be good. Correct. And I think it was smart of us to keep it separate because based on some of the ones that I've already read, it's, I don't want to say X-rated, but you know, they're pretty intense. I'd like to warn everybody of what's coming. And then if they want to listen, they listen. If they don't, we won't be offended. Correct. Yeah. If you if you take a pass, I we won't be upset. I mean, not that this one isn't explicit either. <laughs> yeah, and they're funny. Like, don't get us wrong. They're not like all sex, but there is like, you know, people get lit. They like to have sex, and there are there are some good stories in there. But I think it's a good way to separate it. So if you're into it, great. If you're not, we get it. People like to do butt stuff. What can I say? <laughs> Dead. How was your week? It was good. I'm still in the office. I'm just admiring everybody as I drive to work because, you know, we're still, we're still um, completely on lockdown. Yeah, Mm -hmm. on lockdown. So I just see these like little ladies driving with their dishwasher, like dishwashing gloves on. Where are they going? (laughs) Well, their gloves and their masks. But the funny thing is they're in their car and it's literally just them and themselves. So they are just breathing in their own morning breath. I've seen that a lot, actually. Like, people drive around with the mask on. So I don't know if they think that there's corona in the car. (laughs) And I've seen both, like, with people and just, like, them. So I don't really know what that means. But, hey, do what you got to do, man. Whatever makes you feel good. It's very, very strange to me. Because they, I I think they're afraid of breathing in their own germs. I don't know. You know, it's funny about you saying the whole, like, breathing in your own germs and your own hot morning breath. So I went to Walgreens. I don't know, like Tuesday or whatever day, whatever day, because I needed to get some stuff. And so I wore a mask and I said to Ricardo, I was like, I can't imagine like, I mean, I have mad respect for like the doctors and nurses wearing it eight hours a day, but Terry, like that shit gets hot in there. Okay. Like I cannot imagine having to wear that for eight, nine, 10, 12, you know, whatever the shifts are. God bless these people because girl, I went to, you know, the Walgreens is literally 3.5 seconds from my house. I can see it from my balcony. And I was like breaking out in a sweat in this damn Corona mask thing. So no, thank you. Well, I just hate that if you have glasses on, like that shit Mm -hmm. just fogs up. Like you you can't even see. Because No no sunglasses. You're right. You're so right. I look like I'm about to rob a bank if I go anywhere. I'm not trying to get the Rona. So if I have to get gas, whatever. If I'm going in a store where other people are breathing. Totally with you. I, I'm wearing my glasses. I don't, I want to make sure a spit particle doesn't fly up in my eyeball. Like I, I'm so with you. <laughs> so no, yeah, I, I like, totally I'm, with you. like I, I'm surprised there hasn't been more accidents despite the lack of people that are on the road. Well that, and like I said, like, I don't know exactly like when we're going to be going back to work, but like, I can't sit at my desk for eight hours with a mask on. Like, I may die. Yeah. I'm very concerned about that. Like, and listen, like I want to follow like the protocols and the rules. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be difficult, but I'm telling you, dude, like I went to Walgreens and like, I was, my face was hot and like eight hours of that, like forget the bars and the rest. Like I'm just talking about work. Like, oh my gosh. And like, you know, we have a pretty nice sized group of people at our job, like at our building. So I'm sure they're going to make us to a degree. I mean, I don't really know what they're, I don't, I have no idea what they're planning or not planning, but I'm just saying like not trying to be a complainer, but I am dreading 
having to wear a mask for eight hours a day, like dreading it because I may pass out. Like you better learn CPR before I get back to work. I might, <laughs> I might pass out. The I'm only, serious. The only upside I will say is because you're breathing that hot air on your face and it's kind of opening up your pores a little bit. It's kind of like a little built-in like steamy sauna right on. Well, your you know face. what I also said <laughs> is people should actually return from Corona with better breath because you mm. can smell your breath, obviously. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've had some mornings where I've worn and I've had coffee breath. And it's not bad breath, but it's that coffee breath. I'm like, yeah, oh, who fucking, wants to fucking I'm fucking sweating that. in my own coffee breath, literally. You know, so I'm thinking, like, well, hopefully people will come back with better breath. Because now you've gotten a whiff. Correct. Now you've gotten a whiff of your own hot breath. Woo. And you know, get it handled. I've always hated people that stand like really close to you when they talk. Me like, too. like I like that is my one like me and I'm, I'm an I'm an easy person to get along with, but if you stand close to me, no, yeah, people need to get personal like, space. Yeah, get back back up like mm-hmm. six feet forever because I don't want you breathing on me. I don't want to smell your breath. If I can smell anything that you ate, you are too damn close. Back up. And the worst is like, I hate that in general as well, but the worst is when people do that and they have the bad breath to go along with it. Like Ugh. one thing is like, okay, if your breath is fine, like whatever, like, I yeah, I, I don't want that. You're too fucking No, I, I agree. Cause I don't want your spit flying at me or anything <laughs> like that. But when they have that halitosis breath, I don't, and I don't even know why we're on a breath story. Cause it's not even a part of our outline this week, but whatever. That's a whole part of our podcast thing. We just go on our tangents. I could talk it. I could talk about bad breath forever because I feel like I, you know when your breath stinks. Like you have a bad taste in your mouth. So like, why it's would you be? Like you know when you stink. Period. You smell yourself. I have wow. known this since I was a little girl. My mom would tell me, "You smell yourself before anybody else does." So you know if your ass is funky. Okay. You know if you need to go get your ass in the shower. And my family will tell you, my I am the queen of showers. Like I take showers for fun. Like I do. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know how people don't like to shower because. I love it. Like, that's like the highlight of my freaking day. Like, I look forward to my nice shower, my nice dove soap, and coming out of the shower smelling like a bar dove. So, get you a bathtub and then you're set. You would never leave. That's the only thing I'm missing. And I love a bath. So, yes, when we do bar our house, I want a a bathtub is a must because I love to soak. Oh, I just don't have one to do it. And then, oh, I'm with you. Warm and then I have to make it hot again. And I just do this Mm -hmm. cycle for hours. Like, when my house, I I was just when I, Refilling the hot water in the tub. I was banging. When I lived at my aunt's for construction, you know, I had construction like two years ago or whatever. She has jacuzzi tubs in like each of the bedrooms. Girl, every day I came home from work, I was taking me a hot tub bath, uh, bath bombs in there, music playing. I was doing the extra, like with the kid. I was doing it all because it was for a limited time. I knew it wasn't going to be long term. So I took full advantage. And yes, so no judgment. I'm the queen of baths. When I have a bathtub. When you when you get one. So wait, I want to tell you. Wait, what? hold on. Before you go further, because I'm going to forget. So you know how last week, at some point in our episode, we talked about Jew girls not going down on guys? Yes. Very So, good. yes. So I just wanted to follow up for those that listened to last week's episode and now are listening to this one. I have a reliable Jewish girl source. You know her who personally told me, and I'm not going to say her name or anything like that, but she personally reached out to me after she listened to our episode from last week to let me know that Jew girls love to suck dick. So I just wanted to put that out there for our male guys that are listening. Don't turn down a Jew girl from any past rumors. From what I'm hearing, word on the street is they're down. They're down to go down. (laughs) I just want to share that real quick. I didn't want to forget. I made myself a little note about that because it's important information to share. Yeah, I did see that meme. I think I sent it to you where it was like when a girl tells me that she doesn't give blowjobs. It's kind of like a job interview where you say you don't work weekends or holidays. Yes, you that's, did say that to me. It's, that's that's great, but we're looking for somebody who does. Correct. <laughs> Amen. No, I, you did send that to me and you are one million or that meme is like one million percent correct. Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> All right. So. Anything else you want to share with anybody before we uh, let everybody know what we're going to be talking about this week? No, girl. I want to get into what we're going to be talking about. I know. We have good shit this week, so I'm actu- I actually am really looking forward to our topics. So 
first and foremost, I want to talk about, well, we both want to talk about the Beverly Hills and reopening for plastic surgery. I want to touch on this whole like situation, which has gone on probably longer than you and I have both been alive combined. Women shaming women. It's freaking pathetic in 2020, but we'll talk about that and why that's even coming up right now. Um, if anybody looked at our social media this week, we posted a couple celeb stories. So we want to touch on those. Scott Disick is, was back in rehab. Now he's out. So we'll talk about that. Kylie Jenner is literally buying up all of LA. God bless her. Uh, the bounty hunter, did you hear that he's literally engaged 10 months after losing his wife? As a wife, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but we'll get into that. Kristen Cavallari said, don't get married. I'm not surprised considering she's going through a divorce. And your favorite story of the week that you have not stopped talking about is- Earl Thomas, Thomas, baby. I know. He was held at gunpoint by his wife, uh, Nina Tom- er, Thompson, uh, by Nina Thompson, sorry. And then finally, I wanted to get into, or we're going to get into the three reviews that Terry loves to read every week. And then we have a special bonus surprise for you at the end. So let's get into topic one, Terry. Beverly Hills reopened for plastic surgery. I sent you an article that you're going to go ahead and read for us from CNN. Yep. All right. So Vanessa did a little bit of research on this topic. We had, we read an article on CNN the Beverly Hills City Council voted to repeal its moratorium on any elective surgeries, including cosmetic procedures and plastic surgeries. Members voted four to one to remove restrictions and put in place by the state to ensure more beds for coronavirus patients and to prepare hospitals for a surge of cases. While doctors will have the authority to, to decide if a procedure is medically necessary, the vote means cosmetic surgeries will now be permitted in the city of Beverly Hills. So the Beverly Hills mayor, Lester Friedman, he said that the decision to allow all elective surgeries was made to comply with the California governor, Gavin Newsom's order. He stated, we just want to be in line with what the state and the L.A. County Department of Public Health has permitted. So last week, Newsom announced that the state will once again begin allowing scheduled surgeries, the governor also noted that elective procedures like cosmetic surgery are not a priority. So then councilman member John Mirish, who voted against the decision, said it is absolutely ridiculous, absurd, and offensive to allow cosmetic surgeries at this time. He said, in the middle of a pandemic, nobody needs Botox, he told CNN. To me, <laughs> that's just kind of an obvious sort of thing. We should have simply said we will allow colonoscopies and tumor removals and angioplasties. We will permit those, but we are not going to permit purely cosmetic surgery. The city had the opportunity to make that clarification, but they never did. A city spokesperson disputed Mirish's Mirish Mirish mm -hmm. characterization characterization of the decision. The city spokesperson said, spokesperson said, the notion that this is solely about cosmetic surgeries is a mischaracterization. The city of Beverly Hills tweeted on Wednesday, while some elective procedures will be allowed, others such as cosmetic surgeries are still not recommended during the COVID pandemic. We're basically saying we're not recommending it, but we're allowing it, said Mirsch, referring to the city's tweet. But I'm not surprised well, where they're at. Well, first of all, I want to say you did a great job reading that. I know. That was a Let everybody know. Got to take a break. No, you did a great job. But we talked about this earlier when we were going through our outline. Personally, for me, I told you, like, I have mixed feelings about it. Like, a part of me, hey, it is the best freaking time in the world to get anything done because you are quarantined in your house. You have nobody to see, nowhere to go, no events. There's nothing. Everything has been canceled and is not going on. So, Yes, I agree that it's probably the best timing. However, I did read on certain places that I understand why people are upset about this because there is a pandemic. And when you have any type of surgery, the doctor, the nurses, they're all wearing masks and surgical gear and things like that, which then is probably taking away from the COVID patients that actually need this, this type of treatment, you know, just need treatment in general. So I'm kind of like torn, honestly, if, if I'm being 100% honest about it. What do you think? I I mean, 
I don't think anything keeps anyone in their house longer than a surgery. So I do hope that people out there that need a, a, card, a colonoscopy, they're getting it now because this is the perfect time. My mom, because mm-hmm. I have been, I have to have, go have my yearly pap smear. My mom mm-hmm. went and had hers and she said, it's like the royal treatment in there. She said, nobody was in the waiting room. They literally space it all out. Everybody's in masks. She said, I didn't have to wait at all. It's like preferential treatment. So if you need a colonoscopy, go get your colonoscopy or whatever you got to do. But also you do have the downtime where you're not leaving the house. Like it's going to stick people inside. Mm -hmm. What we've seen, at least in Florida. That's actually a really good point. I didn't even think of it like that. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, because there's surgeries that, you know, you like when you get older that you need. But you well, it, like you said, it forces them to really have to stay inside because now you're recovering. That's I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So like if you, if you have a serious procedure, you're out for at least a week. And yeah, in Florida, people won't stay inside. They're like, oh, they act like they've never seen nice weather before. It's kind of ridiculous. They just want to like crowd in like tight places. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. People are. Well, I told you my theory a couple weeks ago, like, and I'm not dissing anybody. But, like, I live on the east coast of Florida, so I'm right by the beach and blah, blah. I have never seen so many bikers and runners and blah, blah. And I'm not saying that people don't work out and things like that. But now, like, you literally go, like, just for a drive or whatever. There's thousands of them. Everybody wants to be super fit during corona, apparently. And I'm not hating on it, but, like, it's very extra, you can tell. Like, I've driven down A1A, Fort Lauderdale Beach, a quadrillion times. Like, it's literally, like, my pastime. And you always have people out there. But now, like, they've literally created lanes for these people. We're down to, we already were only down to two lanes. Now we're down to one lane because we need a whole lane for these active people, which is yeah. fine if it was the way it normally was. But, like, yeah, you guys so are great. doing extra. Correct. Yeah, I haven't like, worked out since 1998. And then all of a sudden, everybody wants to be outside. Like, oh, I, I got to go get in with this crowd of people that normally hike nature, nature trails. I don't see that many people within that close proximity of each other on a normal basis. But now everybody wants to flock to it. So that's why the like the only thing that is kind of the saving grace is, yeah, keep people inside. If they want to go get a cosmetic, no, you're so right. put them away, put them away. I think of it like that. No, you're right. I literally did not think of it like that. Like I said, I'm still torn where like I totally see both sides. Like I said, as a woman who is pro plastic surgery, when your time comes or, you know, I'm, we've talked about this many times in the past. Like I am not against plastic surgery. I'm against of like those people that take it to like the next level where they look like plastic. I mean, do what you want to do, whatever. Me personally, Hey, a little nip tuck here, a little lift here, girl, guy, do whatever you got to do. Cause I'll be getting mine when the time comes. However, like I said, I can see, I can literally see both sides of it where people could be upset, especially like if you have a loved one who is going through it right now, I could see how you would be upset. Like personally for me, it hasn't affected me close to home, thank God. And I don't think you either, but I could see how, like I said, you could be a little stress anymore though. And if Honestly, Terry, I've stopped watching the news because- for a while, like I was literally becoming like a slave to the news. Like every time I would get a notification on my phone, I was like, what's going on? Who said what? What did Trump say? What did the governor say? What did, you know? And it was just like becoming ridiculous. So like there may or may not be a shortage. I don't even know. I have literally tried to stay away from it because it was giving me anxiety. No, seriously, it was literally giving me anxiety. Like I could not do it anymore. So I just watched my normal 30 minute traffic that I don't really care about because I don't go anywhere, local news, and that's it. Like whatever little Corona's updates they give, I'll take, but I don't, I'm not diving deep anymore because they will make you psycho. Yeah. And I'm already a hypochondriac. You know that about me. So like, listen, mm-hmm. I was starting to think like, can I breathe? Can I, right. can I really breathe? <gasps> no, I had to stop myself because like me and Ricardo, and like me and Ricardo are both guilty of it. We're like, you know, cause Obviously, we live in 2020, so, like, you get everything on your phone. You get notifications. Like, every time the president speaks, the governor of your state speaks, you know, your local mayor speaks, you know, whatever it was. I was getting notifications, and I would go and, like, run to the news. Like, what is he saying? What is he saying? Like, it was literally, like, 
no, I could, I had to stop. So I will say this. Um, I try not to keep up as much with Corona because I don't want to end up in a mental home when Corona's over. Basically. Honestly. Or crippling anxiety because I also haven't wanted to go to the psychiatrist to get my Xanax refilled. So literally mm-hmm. I have these like panic attacks. Like, can I breathe? <gasps> I can't even call my. No, but it's, it's serious, dude, because you literally like everything you hear is in these tough times and during Corona. And let me tell you, like, trust me, I see it every day and I am, I feel so bad. Like there are over 30 million people without a job right now. And like, God, I could not imagine that stress. So my heart goes out to them, but it just, it literally like messes with your own head because it just, it, it starts to freak you out after a while. I mean, because it's real life. So like, trust me, like all of you guys that are listening, like we're right there with you. We're like, it's crazy times right now. And like, we're all just trying to do the best we can do. I drank. What'd you say? I drank a little bit too much one of the times after watching the news. You know, I was having my vodka drinks. It was a weekend. Yeah. And, you know, I had so many, you know, you don't taste it as much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know anything about that. Tell yeah. me. So, <laughs> I've never been there. I'm down like water. I'm slinging them back. And then I'm like, wait, have I lost my sense of taste? That <laughs> That is a symptom. Holy it's shit. true. Oh, God. So then I took a bunch of melatonin and went sleep, sleep, because I knew I would, like, go into cardiac arrest. Like, oh. Wait, do you want to hear, like, what I was going through? Okay, so, like, ever since I've, as long as I can remember, I've always been an ibuprofen. It's, like, a stupid story, but, like, since you brought this up. I've always been an ibuprofen girl, but I'm sure you heard, like, on the news when Corona first, like, came out there, they said that Advil and, like, ibuprofen intensified the systems. Don't take it. Take Tylenol, like, if you have a headache, whatever, whatever. So I switched to Tylenol during this Corona season. However, I was noticing that anytime I drink, like even if I had like one cocktail, two cocktails, 12 cocktails, whatever the situation was, I was waking up the next day with like a massive headache, which I never do. Like I ne- I hardly ever do. And finally I said, fuck it. Like if I have Corona and these symptoms intensify, I'm willing to fucking risk it. I went back to my ibuprofen. I'm like a dream. Well, thank God. Praise. Thank God. I mean, it was like a pointless story that I just shared, but I just, it's important to share because guys, those of you that are out there who are scared to take ibuprofen, but are having bad hangovers, just fucking do it, man. Like, I feel great again. I feel like me again. (laughs) I feel great again. I just wanted to put that out. Vanessa great again, baby. (laughs) Yes, queen. All right. So as usual, we always get on a little tangent, but we're still kind of on subject. So Beverly Hills. Honestly, like I said, I really can't like decide I'm mixed. I'm going to stay mixed. And that's kind of going to be my feelings on the whole Beverly Hills situation. Like I literally see both sides. So I have no opinion. And also the mask is a concern. But if you're paying for a cosmetic surgery, you have money. I would hope to God you have money to pay out of pocket for that surgery. Because I know Obamacare is not going to cover it. Or is that even a thing anymore? I know Cobra is not going to cover it. Whatever. Like, they got money to shell out. No, and I totally get that. You're 100% right. I totally get that. However, even though you're paying for your surgeries, because obviously, yes, those are considered elective surgeries. No one's funding those. I mean, as far as I know, those are, you know, out of your pocket, blah, blah, blah. So that's not the issue. But again, I think the issue that people have is that regardless of whether you're paying or not, those masks that those doctors are using to perform your rhinoplasty or your boob job or your butt implant or your neck job, like whatever it is that you're getting done, those masks could be going to someone who is fighting for their life. So I think that's the issue that people have. And again, I could literally see both sides because like I said to you earlier, you know what I mean? So I don't want to keep harping on the same thing. Like we'll move on from that because I'm probably never going to make a decision. Like it's 50, 50 for me. I literally get both sides. Well, people feel that they need to have all that plastic surgery because women are big. They probably do. Women are big. They probably do. And yes, women shaming on women. Gets them. Brings us literally right into our second topic. (laughs) (laughs) Women shaming women. Because people like feed on your insecurities about like the littlest thing. And then, but that, but this was your topic of the week, so I'll let you get started. Well, no, you're literally, like, nailing it right on the head. Like, we are our own worst enemies. And the reason that I even brought this up to you and I wanted to kind of bring up bring it up on the podcast is a couple of reasons. One, obviously, our podcast is called Girl Why. So, like, we're team girl, we're team women. Like, 
there is no reason in 2020 that as women, we should be bringing women down. And again, the reason I brought this up is because, you know me, I'm all about this. So everybody knows the celebrity stories are all me for the most part. Oh, yeah. Terry, Terry likes them, but she could care less. But I care about them. And I know you guys care about them, so we will keep doing them forever. But anyways, so the reason I brought up women shaming women is because you may or may not have known, but this past Monday was supposed to be the 2020 Met Gala. Um, obviously, with the Rona, it was canceled. There's many events that have been canceled, and the Met Gala is one of them. So a ton of people were looking back at the previous Met Gala, ourselves included. If you saw our post, we posted our favorite Met Gala looks. And don't call me out, guys. I, know, I don't know if you know. MK. Wait, what'd you say? Or pick, because we we split this like half and half. She picked Kim Kardashian. Well, along with a lot with a bunch of other people. Okay. But wait, I was gonna say in our in our post, I don't even know if you noticed, and I'm like literally just gonna call myself out because if you're not gonna call yourself out, who the fuck else is gonna do it? So I put in our post that we're gonna do our top ten McGala looks, which we we both were picking five. But on Instagram, when you do like a block of photos, you can only do nine. Ooh. There was only nine photos. <laughs> I didn't notice. I don't. I'm sure you didn't, bitch. But like, no one called us out on it, and I'm thankful Thank God. Like, you guys for not oh, calling us out. But like, I remembered. I know. Like when I remembered, or when I read the post, I was like, "You fucked up, bitch." But it was already too late. We had too many likes on it. I was not gonna start all over. I was happy with the nine that we picked, and yes, I did pick Kim Kardashian and her floral pregnant with north look i don't know why people fucking hated that look i thought it was i thought she looked beautiful but as everybody knows i am kardashian obsessed so they're perfection to me like a curtain that that i would see in a nursing home dude or she looked gorgeous and i could never pull that off so god bless her and then vanessa i was said don't make kim k the cover photo because i knew like the look like and i did not she didn't make it but she was like top center in the middle <laughs> did you notice? I, yeah, of course they did. Because I like gave her the best. Vision. I love her. Like I had Naomi Campbell. Like I, I was killing it. I had Beyonce and Rihanna and KMK. I had good ones too. And KMK, that's my queen. You know, honestly, I'm not even gonna lie, but because you said what you said, I literally could have done all five of the Kardashians. Like I'm sure they have so many them. great Met Gala looks. But I didn't want to be that thirsty ass bitch, so I just kept it to Kim K. We would have lost, and then a I lot of followers. I think like we don't have a lot already. We would have went down from. But like, who doesn't love the Kardashians? Like, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. They're the shit. They created uh, nothing and turned it into an empire. So no one is ever going to convince me otherwise. I respect the hell out of Kris Jenner because she literally has created an empire with all her little offsprings. I mean. Hate on them all you want, but guess what? Like I, I, I have said this for years. They are laughing all the way to the bank. I mean, but anyways, my let's friend, get back on topic. My friend even said I was like, just make an OnlyFans account because she's not working right now, and she's like, I would only have two, like two fans, and I'm not going to put myself through that embarrassment. I was like, I would make my dad sign up, you know, just because it's rough times. And she's like, he was one of the only two that I was talking about. I'm like, I'm oh dead. God, okay. <laughs> Why? Who did, does she love? The Kardashians, also? No, she does not. Who does she love? God, I don't know. That's oh, that's okay. a whole other day. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, so back to our whole women shaming women. Um, like I said, the Met Gala was supposed to be on Monday. It didn't happen because of Rona. So I was reading some articles, obviously doing some homework for our outline for this week. And according to BuzzFeed, Sally Singer, who is the foremost former Vogue creative uh, digital director had a salacious story about Jessica Simpson and John Mayer about the 2007 freaking Met Gala. Like it's 2020. Are we seriously going back that far? But whatever, let me finish. So she said in quotes, one year Jessica Simpson was there with John Mayer. She was wearing Michael Kors and her breast maybe fell out of her dress on the red carpet. And then at dinner, it was suddenly like, whoa, Jessica Simpson's breasts are across from me at the dinner table and they are on a platter and I'm looking at them, she said. And then she continued to say, and John Mayer was putting his hands on them at the dinner table. He kind of reached out and I just remember thinking, oh, celebrities feel free to play here. That's what's going on. So Jessica Simpson, which I've actually have always been a fan of hers 
since she's married to Nick Lachey, divorce. I've always been a fan of her. I think she's a great girl. I know people say she's kind of an airhead, whatever. I think she's a great girl and she's very smart. But anyway, so she took to Twitter and she said, feeling a little like Jane Mansfield after reading that in uh, inaccurate oral history of the hashtag Met Gala, where I'm body shamed by hashtag Sally Singer, she wrote. <laughs> Alongside, she posted an iconic image of Sophia Loren side-eyeing the late actress. So she also said, but in all seriousness, I have persevered through shaming my own body and internalizing the world's options about it for my entire adult life. She continued to read this article about the classiest fashion event there is and to be shamed by another woman for having boobs in 2020 is nause is nauseating. There were a bunch of stars who actually tweeted in agreement with Jessica Simpson. And I have to say, I a hundred percent agree. Oh yeah. Like, it's fucking bullshit. It's 2020. The fact that another woman feels that it's okay to body shame another woman, it's bullshit. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you don't like it. You have nothing nice. As, as your mama always told you, you ain't got nothing nice to say. Say nothing yeah, at all. And shut the fuck up. Especially about something in 2007. And, and what? Did you see a nipple? Did you see a, a, an areola pop out? Like, and you're so fucking offended? Correct. And it's just like, first of all, this bitch is fucking, let me actually rephrase. I shouldn't call her this bitch. But this woman is talking about something that happened in 2007. 2020 during a pandemic. So you're really going to go back and attack a woman who is a mother who has a daughter who is also like, she just has a daughter. And I'm not saying that you have to care about her daughter, but her daughter is going to see, and she is the, like, you know, one of the features of the the next generation why do you think that this is okay to do? And I'm sorry, Sally Singer, but you messed up and you're wrong. And a lot of celebrities tweeted in agreement with Jessica Simpson. And like I said, I 100% agree. Like, yeah, get a life. Get a life. Correct. Get a freaking life. Jinx. <laughs> no, seriously, jinx. Like, so again, I didn't want to get too deep into that. But again, as a girl, why all feminine podcast, I had to touch on it. It's not the biggest story of the week, but I had to touch on it just because, like, it's pathetic. Like it's literally pathetic in this day and age. Like if we cannot congratulate each other, that's a problem. Yeah. Because obviously you, you have some deep rooted issues. If you can't, I've never been like a jealous person where I would like bring somebody down about their looks. Like maybe I would like be sad and maybe like, but that is ridiculous. Well, and like I like we said earlier, if you have nothing nice to say, then just don't say anything at all. Like, there's no reason to, especially in this case, because like one thing is like you and I, like you know, if we talk or tweet something, nobody gives a fuck. Okay, like we're like at the bottom of the fucking you know pile. <laughs> okay, but like when you are on a platform such as Sally Singer, everything you say does matter. And like I don't know if you don't realize that, but there are little girls and things like that that follow you that one day want to be on, you know, want to be a part of Vogue. And you're saying things like that, that are shaming other women. Like, what are you really teaching them? And that would be my question to her. And I get it. She probably, correct. And maybe she didn't even mean it that way, but it comes off. Correct. It comes off very nasty. And like I said, in this day and age where we, in my opinion, we have boobs, we have asses, we have curves, we have, you know, we women are come, they come in all shapes and sizes, colors, blah, blah, blah. We all know this. You know, we're not sharing any new information. Yeah. Why do you feel it's okay to body shame another woman is just beyond me. And then especially another woman who is a mother whose daughter could possibly hear this or see this. Like, why would you talk about her mother like that? Like, it's just, it, it honestly, like, it really upset me reading this just because I'm like, you know, Vogue is such a prestigious magazine. And like, I know she no longer works there, but like, you still need to yeah. like uphold like a certain thing where like, why would you say that? And why do you think it's okay to say that? But whatever. Well, I think Vogue, I guess in her time working there, they weren't really as diverse as they are now. Like if you were in Vogue, you were. But it's 2020. Like you still you were... know what the fuck is going on in the world. And in the yeah, world, like. Ignorant. Yeah, and that's what annoys me. Like, I can understand, like, if she would have tweeted this in 1950, maybe I would have given her a pass. <laughs> no, seriously. But it's 2020 where, like, are you seriously, like, yeah. body shaming a woman because she has large breasts? 
Yeah. Like, sorry, no, I'm like, I have large breasts, you know what I mean? And sometimes they do spill out and like, you don't mean for it, but it happens. So I'm going to just be critiqued from start to finish because maybe I wore a top that showed my breasts a little bit more than the top I wore yesterday. And now I'm just follow me over a decade later. (laughs) More than a decade later. Like it's pathetic. That's what like annoys me about it. So Jessica Simpson, girl, I am proud of you for clapping back on that. My favorite, my favorite thing that Jessica Simpson did was compare herself to Jane Mansfield. I mm-hmm. love, if you guys don't know, Jane Mansfield is um, Law and Orders, Olivia Benson, yep. Marishka Haggerty, of course. I can't believe I almost forgot. Marishka Haggerty. We love that show, bitch. Jane, Jane Mansfield is, is like my idol. Because every mm-hmm. picture you see of this woman back in the day, it was obviously a different time. And she was a, a beautiful, like, gorgeous woman who was very curvy and had huge breasts. And mm-hmm. women in almost every photo, like, unintentionally are just kind of, like, giving her side eye. Like, looking at yeah. her, like, some type of way. So back then, I guess it's, I, I don't know. It's not acceptable at all. I just love Jane Mansfield so much. I think she's she was so beautiful. And I... And like you said, I don't think it should have been acceptable at any time, but obviously times were different then. But in this day and age, the reason I have such an issue with this is because I know you're going to hate me, but you do. You have women like Kim K. You have women like Beyonce, Adele, um, Ashley Graham. I mean, the list goes on and on of curvy women who have large breasts, large breasts. you know, booties and curves and blah, blah, blah. So why do you think it's, why does Sally Singer think that it's okay? Jessica Simpson, literally, as long as I can remember, I remember watching her back on Newlyweds, like when she was first like coming up and stuff like that. She's always had large breasts. It's not a secret. You're not saying anything that we all don't know. She has large breasts, big deal. So she wore a dress. They were out there a little bit more, but you have to like tweet about it and tell the whole world that, or I'm sorry, not tweet about it, but go on the whole Vogue Met Gala special and talk about how Jessica Simpson's breasts were out. Like, get a life. Yeah. That's all I've just said. Like, Lily, how I'm going to end that. Get a freaking life. Agreed. All right. So I want to move on to our celeb story. Speaking of the Kardashian-Jenner family. I was going to say, it kind of actually just worked perfectly. So obviously, we um, posted on our, our social media this week. I'm actually sad to say it because... I did not see this coming, and I'm just speaking for myself. Scott Disick entered rehab again. He actually entered rehab and left rehab. He went to a Colorado rehab. Um, He actually ended up checking in, checking out, and it was actually really unfortunate why he checked out because there was, which I'm sure for those of you that follow us on social media saw, the facility where he was located actually posted a picture of him. They were having like a Zoom meeting with all the people that are involved with the facility, and someone took a picture of it and then posted it online. So obviously it was a violation of HIPAA and his privacy oh, was yeah. violated. It looked oh, like no, he it's, was it's in totally, jail. Like it looked yeah, like it's it was totally in special. screwed up. Like that is the one thing that like I feel so bad for celebrities because like here mm-hmm. this man is trying, trying to, to do something correct, better himself, be a better person, be a better dad. Part, you know, whatever it is, whatever his reasonings were, and that's for him to, you know, say or do whatever. But the fact that he can't go into a facility and have any level of privacy, I, I really did feel bad for him. Um, it, honestly, it breaks my heart. And, like, I didn't, I didn't realize that Scott was going through something. He seemed to be doing really well. Like, you know me, I watch all of the Kardashians, everything. So he seemed to be doing well. But they did, I was going to tell you, they did say originally that it was due to substance abuse, but then they later came out and said that it was not for substance abuse and that it was actually, he's dealing with the passing of his parents. Um, I don't know if you recall, but his mom, Bonnie Disick, died in October of 2013. And then his dad actually died three months later in January of 2014. So they said he was dealing with those issues, which actually on um, the last Kardashian episode a week ago, Thursday, they actually brought up his parents, which they hadn't, which they hadn't done in a long time. So I could see that being an issue because he like never dealt with it. If you watch old part, old Kardashian episodes, he kind of just like went through it, but like never dealt with it. So I don't really know what his issues are or were or whatever, but I do really feel bad for him because he's trying to do something good and can't get any, can't you know, can't get ahead, which yeah. sucks. So I just wanted to bring that up because we brought it up in our story. Do you have anything you want to add to that? Just that. People that are in the public eye, obviously I'm not. No one gives a 
shit what I'm doing. <laughs> but Same, you girl. Have, you have people. Breathing. I care, though. <laughs> Thank you. You have people <laughs> breathing down your neck. And when you go through like such a traumatic experience, because that's a really close proximity to lose your parents and people. Can oh, I like, couldn't even imagine. And he's an only child. Right. He has no siblings, no like, you know, anybody to lean on. So that they, well, you and I, we're both only child. So like, God forbid, like for you, like. Anyway. Yes. I have, I have younger siblings. That's true. My little but you sister, grew I up, hope she's you're right. Saying, so <laughs> you're right. And we love her. And she's actually our biggest supporter. So I'm sorry, Katie, for saying that. But I mean, you grew up like as far as until you were 16 as an only child. So like, yeah. that's what I mean by the reference. You know what I mean? Like, that's a long time of not having younger siblings or just in his, like I said, in his position, like he went through that kind of by himself, which is shitty. Yeah. I think if you don't, if you don't deal with something, it definitely pin like it, it eats at you. Eventually it's going to eat at you. And if you're in the public no, eye, yeah. you can't like feel and you can't yeah. cry because then everybody's going to be like, oh, Scott Disick, it's reported that he's a bitch. So like. And not only are they like in the regular celebrity public eye, but they also have this reality TV show where everything is even more broadcasted. So it's even more so where like, I, I like, well, you know, I've been like uh, binging the Kardashians. So we actually, I already passed that part where when his parents died and yeah, like they were recording and like, it's one of those things where I'm sure he just kind of like had to do his job. Like, Hey, my parents died moving on to the next episode kind of thing. And I'm sure that obviously we know there are gaps and things like that when people are recording, but yeah, like, you know, I could see it being very difficult for him. So long story short, my heart just goes out to him, the Kardashians the Kardashians did not comment and comment on it at all this week. I have not heard a single thing, and you know I follow every single oh, one yeah. of them. You would know. You would know I would know. Perez Hilton knew. Like <laughs> he's on it, and Perez Hilton's probably outside their gate. I don't know. Probably. I live in Florida. They're they're all the way in Hollywood and LA and Calabasas and Hollywood Hills and all of that. But yes, I have not seen a single thing, and I and I I don't expect anything less from the Kardashians because one one thing I do know is. They love Scott like a family, so yeah. they're only going to protect him. And two, I know that they tend to stay quiet for certain things because it's just better just not to say anything versus trying to get in anything. So I'm not hating. All I do is hope that he gets whatever help that he needs because I love my Kardashian, Disics, Jenners, blah, blah, blah. And that also brings us into Miss Kylie Jenner. Ooh. This freaking little billionaire. CEO billionaire, yes. She's literally about to buy up all of LA. Did you hear in the last under two weeks, she bought a new mansion, $36 million mansion. And then like a week later, she buys a piece of land, five acres, $15 million. Holy. Not important information, but I just had what to What is she doing with that land? You know, I actually think that based on what I've been watching from previous episodes, I could totally see her building like a farm out there having her horses, like, you know, they grew up with horses and stuff like that. And she, and obviously having privacy because you're going to have five acres. I think she's seeking privacy. She has a daughter. I could see her. I've seen photos on her Instagram with Stormy and little like rider pants and stuff. So I could totally see her having like a horse, you know, a little farm out there. Why not? She's a freaking billionaire. I would. Cute. Love it. Wish I was rich. Jealous. Same. Great. I support Same. it. All right. So I don't, like I said, I didn't really want to dive too deep into that, but I just had to like mention that Kylie is freaking balling, buying $36 million mansions, $15, $15 million mansions. So yeah, just wanted to mention that. So now we get into I, the bounty hunter. I know. What do you think? Did you guys, for those of you that saw our post this week, we posted earlier this week that Mr. Dwayne, AKA Dog the Bounty Hunter is engaged to Miss Francine Fran. Um, I don't know if I personally don't watch the show, but I know who they are. Um, I know that his wife, Beth Chapman, she had a cancer battle. She died last June. So it's been about 10 months and she passed away and he's engaged, dude. Like already engaged. He actually was quoted saying that he's going to, he plans on getting married as soon as the Rona is kind of over, you know? And what would you do? A part of me, I don't know. Like a part of, I'm torn. I, is it? I feel like everything we're talking about today, I'm torn about. Like, a part of me is torn because as a wife, 10 months is pretty soon, like, the way he acted when she passed away and he was, like, so... And I'm not saying that he wasn't devastated. I obviously cannot speak on his feelings. He seemed very devastated. But then just, like, 
be in a new relationship five minutes later and then engage, like, obviously I'm dead, so there's nothing I can do about it, like, whatever, but, like, I don't know, like, I might be a little hurt. I'm not gonna like if Ricardo did that. Like I, I might be like a tiny smidge, but like, <laughs> it's a little hurt like if you knew. And, and like you want your person to be happy. Like I don't want him to be miserable. But like, yeah, but like, like not that time. soon. Damn. I know. Like wait, like ten years. Yeah. <laughs> like, or I, so, I kind of my position on this is I think it's a little bit disrespectful to the family. Um, they're mourning the loss of. A daughter, a sister, I don't know if she has siblings, a grandchild. Like, it, like people are mourning the loss of a family member. And then, you know, in-laws, they eventually see your significant other as family. So mm-hmm. you don't want to see them move on that fast. It's like, damn, did you even give a shit at all? That was That's my only take on it. At the same time, yeah. I know they're older. So, like, when you're older, I guess you just kind of jump into things faster. You know, less life to live. I don't know. <laughs> That's a fact. But I will say this, um, and I posted it on our social media. His daughter, Bonnie Chapman, she actually took to her own social media. And she said, in quotes, we all thought she'd have more time, obviously speaking of her mother. She put all her faith in God, but her time with us wasn't as long as we expected. My mother wanted my dad to be happy at all costs. There will never be another Mrs. Dog, but there can be a Mrs. Chapman. So her daughter is actually okay. I mean, or their daughter, I should say, at least facing the world, she she she's okay with it. I don't know, you know, obviously behind closed doors, you never know what's going on. But publicly, she did go, like I said, on her social media, on her Instagram and say that she's happy for her dad. And she also did say, I remember reading that she did have, and I, you know, I've experienced that with people in my life that have passed away. She did have those conversations with her mother. And so I think that's maybe why she's at peace with it. So, hey, the way I look at it, whatever makes you happy. Right. Like, who the fuck am I to judge? Life is very short. Yeah. All right. So I want to get into, we have a couple things, a couple more things to get into. Um, This is like a really short, stupid thing, but I just kind of fucking need to mention it. Yes. Like, I know we talked about her last week and her and Jay are getting divorced. Did you see what I sent you about what TMZ obtained? Yeah. So Kristen Cavallari told an engaged fan to not get married. (laughs) You already know what I think about it, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) The 33-year-old was asked for marriage advice at a QA and a event and her uncommon, at her uncommon James store in Chicago back in February. And that was her advice, which I think is kind of mean. I mean, well, like I told you when I was telling you that I w- we were adding this to the outline, misery loves company. Like it's literally like misery loves company. Right. Point blank. And I kind of at this point, because I, I spoke about this a little bit last week, like Jay was already in the NFL when he met Kristen. Jay has mm-hmm. millions and millions and millions of dollars. So like the whole hiding assets thing coming out, like I do, I kind, I don't, I don't know. I, I think maybe... She wanted more money, but like Jay doesn't seem like the type that like wouldn't support his kids. So I doubt it. And like, especially when you're a public figure, like everything is out there. So you'd be stupid to try to like, not be like I'm not paying child support. Like, I think that he's a great dad. She said on record that he is a great dad. She did. Yeah. We read that last week. She definitely has said, listen, like remember we read last week, like she wants to share custody with him. Obviously like shit went wrong, but like Terry, the divorce rate is over 50% in this in America right now. Yeah. Are you really that? Like, I'm not like that freaking blown away. Like, but I don't think that another couple, another celeb couple who did reality TV and got divorced. And like, that's one thing we haven't touched on. Is it a curse? I was just going to say that. Like, is it a freaking curse? Where, I like, think so. As far as I know, until she started doing her show about a year and a half, two years ago, Obviously, we like I said earlier, we have no idea what the hell goes on behind behind closed doors. But maybe it's that freaking reality TV show curse. I, mean, I don't know. Bruce Jenner became a woman. Bruce Jenner, Jessica Simpson. Um, who else? Ray J. I mean, I can think of who else? Ray J. Oh, your Ray J. Your housewives. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Like the yeah. amount of celeb cup Carmen Electra. I mean, I could literally like name probably if you guys want, I'll post it on our social media, 10 celeb couples who did reality TV show who have 
ended up not making it. It's just, I don't know what it is. Like it's a curse. I, like I say. think honestly, my personal opinion is it's how the spouses who aren't really like Kristen Cav, like that was obviously like her show. So it's kind of Correct. how I think the, the spouse gets portrayed because Jay is portrayed mm-hmm. as a fucking asshole the entire show. Mm-hmm. So I think that mm-hmm. that starts to kind of a, a, like affect the marriage a little bit, like because you have a part to play and then you have like the hero or the heroine. Wait. Well, and also I would imagine, and again, like as we talked about last week, I didn't watch the show, but from the previous that I saw, like he's just Boring. like the side husband where he was, you know, once he was this big NFL star and now he's just like a side piece. And I could imagine that, that would affect your ego. Yeah. I, I don't know if he was that bothered by it. I don't know either. Cause he's such an asshole and he's so like dry. <laughs> like I don't, who knows what Jay Cutler's thinking. I don't know. I don't know either, but Whatever. I'm over Kristen and Jay. Like I said last week, and I'll continue to say, I honestly wish them nothing but the best. I hope they figure out whatever works for them because there there are three children involved. So I hope it doesn't get nasty. I don't wish them any ill or anything like that. But I know that you are dying, and we're already 50 minutes in, so I know you are dying to get into your Earl Thomas, Baltimore Ravens football player. Now, guys, Terry is your football girl. So I'm going to sit back and listen and just come in when I feel like I need to. So I knew, Go ahead, girl. I knew who Earl Thomas was when this came out because he got stiff-armed by Derrick Henry, a Titans player, and kind of like got really fucking embarrassed. But Earl Thomas, Baltimore weight Ravens, he's pretty much – he's a well-known safety. And mm-hmm. his wife caught him cheating. Mm-hmm. She caught him cheating and she was creeping on that Snapchat. I know. I couldn't. When I read the article, I was like, I'm dead. Yeah. So creeping on that Snapchat, she saw a video of him with a woman. And then you know how you turn the location on and you can see like where like your approved people are on a map. Mm-hmm. So she saw him at some hotel. Oh, no, it was an Airbnb. It was an Airbnb. Yeah. Yes. I told you. Yeah. So she like called up her bitches. Was it two or yep. three women that she brought with her? They didn't say she just said they, what I read was, um, and I read it on TMZ and E! News. They didn't say how many, but they did say that she called up her friends, uh-huh. which sounded like plural. So I'm thinking two, two to, three, to three, but it didn't list names of the, of the friends, whether they were me- male or female. But yeah, they did say she called up some of her girls, which girl, you know, I'm calling your ass. Oh yeah. I, I will. Go on. Oh, I know. I'm going to call Terry down here now. We got asked to whoop. Go ahead. So she took a gun with her. Naturally. His gun. His gun. (laughs) Apparently to scare him. And she never. Yeah. She took the magnum out. She never like was going to fire it. Apparently. Her words. (laughs) Allegedly. No, no. It was um, a nine millimeter Beretta. To scare him. Yeah, and allegedly she took the magnum out um, because she was never going to actually kill him. She wanted to scare him. Right. I just want to make sure we don't get sued, Terry. So they found, or, or she found, his brother was also there. And Seth Thompson. Is it Thompson or Thomas? Thomas. Seth Thomas. Seth Thomas. Back with him. Can you believe that? Uh, no. Ratchet. I would be killing. I, I, I think I would have I would have pulled the trigger. I don't know. So wait. Seth Thomas, Earl Thomas, and the hoes were all in bed at an Airbnb together. Yeah. And Nina Thomas walks in with a freaking nine millimeter ready to fucking put a cap in someone's ass. Oh yeah. And she said on she said quoted by TMZ, I got something for all you hoes. She ain't lying. I'm with her. Uh, me too. Put your dick back in your fucking pants. Okay? That's what I have to say about that. And I will passionately speak on it. You know, dudes think they're slick with the Snapchat, with the WhatsApp, with the Kik, mm-hmm. K-I-K. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Instagram. The whole thing. You dumb. Turn your location off before you go have Facebook a fucking dating. The whole thing. Sicko. Ugh. Yep. I'm with Nina Thompson. Apparently there was one bullet in there. I mean, she wasn't trying to do a murder suicide situation. She was trying to I was gonna say, like, I'm with her for like 
putting that fear of God oh, in him. Yeah. I'm not going to prison for nobody. So the only thing I will say is Nina, next time there, everybody knows there's always that one bullet left over. Cause that's what they reported on saying that there was a bullet in the chamber, which a lot of people don't realize that even though you take the magnum out, there is a, there could still be a bullet left in the chamber. Right. So had she pulled that trigger with her finger on the trigger, she could have very well killed him uh, or badly injured him. So the only thing I'll say is, Nina, next time just check that chamber, but fuck that, fuck him. Like, no, I'm with her. But he's not worth catching a case over, like, bye, Felicia. I'm not going to prison for nobody. Vanessa, you always say this. You're too pretty for prison. Nina, you're too pretty for prison, too. Don't go to prison over a sorry-ass man. Leave his ass. You'll still get paid. You are the mother of his children. I'm not going to prison. Yep. That shit's crazy, though. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of developments. I know she bonded out of jail. Um, I know that they have restraining order. Like I said, we reported this on our social media. So if you want to read more about it, you can definitely go and read the story on there. But she, they both have restraining orders against each other. So I'm sure there will be a long, painful, drawn-out court case. And with my guess, with the way these celebrities work, they could possibly end up back together. They probably will. <laughs> They're probably already together as we're recording. Do you remember Ray Rice in the elevator? Yeah. And he beat the shit out of his wife. And then they're like back together. Like she like caked on that concealer. Like, oh, my eyes aren't black. That's what I'm saying. So they're they're back together right now. You're right. We're not going to give this story too much clout. (laughs) All right. So is it time for my favorite segment of the week? I was gonna say we've literally like believe it or not, Terry, which it feels like it flew by. It really did. We were, no, it really did. We're like almost at an hour, so it's definitely time for you to get into your favorite part of the episode. Woo! Do it. So I'm listening. I, I haven't heard any of these this week, so I'm actually really excited to hear them. So I'm only gonna do two this week because one of them is pretty long. <laughs> for those of you that didn't, don't know, because she didn't announce, Terry's gonna do our her weekly review section. Yes. Go ahead, girl. You're only doing two? I'm only going to do two. One of them is pretty long, but it is worth the listen. I promise you that. So this week I did, I was looking up some sex toys on Amazon. So it took a little digging because like the lube reviews were kind of boring. Like, honestly, it sounded like a bunch of people had herpes on there because the amount of people that were saying that like their genitals were burning after trying a water-based lube was kind of alarming. Like if it's a water-based lube, like the itching burning, burning for a week, like you might have herpes. So I was say it sounds like you may have another situation, but we wouldn't even, we're not doctors. We wouldn't even get into that. On the situation. So I went on a lighter note other than the lubricant. So this first okay, cool. one is um, on a pocket pussy. Five-star review. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm already dead. <laughs> By Natty is the name. Hey, girl. So your man wants some, and you don't. It happens, right? So this is the perfect thing to throw his way. Don't bother with the headache excuse, because he's just going to think you're a lame-ass bitch that doesn't want to fuck. <laughs> Throw him this toy, and like a small dog, he's going to be entertained for hours. I'm dead. I'm with you. I'm with you, girl. Distract him like a dog, like an animal. I cannot, but she might have a point. I, I have no comment. So this go on. This is my favorite one, and this is like the the most in-depth review I've ever heard in my life. You guys are in for a treat. So I guess this is like a clit sucking vibrating device. I don't, I don't know. The brand that makes it is called Tracy's Dog. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to jump right in. Do it. Having read everyone's reviews, I had high expectations. But with the price being under $50, I wasn't exactly going to be shocked if it was mediocre. A few friends of mine bought it recently and told me of its power. I was warned to take the day off, hydrate, do some stretches, and I thought they were being dramatic. So it was delivered within two days of ordering, so already off to a good start. Opening the very discreet box, instructions say 2.5 or two and a half hour charge time. Not too bad. So I plugged the little bad boy in. 
while the, while the kids are at school waiting for it to charge, killing time reading some erotica, my friend and fellow Queenie recommended, because I don't have time to screw around waiting to get into the quote-unquote mood, <laughs> because I have to get the kids ready in a few hours. TikTok, bitch, TikTok, welcome to motherhood, patiently waiting, me, is checking Every second to see if that light has stopped blinking, like a crackhead waiting on its dealer. After only I'm an dead. hour and a half, I see the solid pink light. Game. Oh, shit. Game on. I played with the settings on my hand to test out this fine piece of machinery. The vibration for the G-spot part is quite strong. I was impressed, even before I used it. Next was the suction. So many different levels. It was very interesting to see the patterns of the strength. There are 10 levels for clitoral and 10 patterns for G-spots. I've never used a clit suction type simulator, so I have nothing to compare it to, but look forward to it nonetheless. So it's time to solo party. I love her. I found placement for the clit a bit low for my body shape. Took me a few minutes. But as with any new toy, it's trial and error. I started with the clit on low, which I barely even felt. Unbeknownst to me, it wasn't lined up, so I moved it. I hit the suction button setting to a level 5 or 6 and hit the G-spot button as well. Made a minor adjustment. I think that's what happened. I don't really know. Pretty sure I blacked out. My legs went straight out like those goats who faint when they get scared. I never came so fast and hard in my life, so happy I put a towel down. I frantically try to turn it off, but I end up hitting the buttons like a maniac, sending even stronger suction and now variant pulses from the G-spot vibrator and came again and again. Then I'm pretty sure that I levitated. It was an unending orgasm, but this time my soul left my body and God himself said, Child, it is not your time. Go back into the little pink light. Mind you, I'm I'm agnostic. (laughs) So I'm brought back. Agnostic. Yeah. She's like, I don't even believe in God, and I saw him. I hear her. I hear What's her name? I'm brought back into my earthly body after managing to pull it off me, throwing it across my bed. It falls to the floor, still buzzing happily away. I shook for a good five minutes. I couldn't get up off the bed even if I wanted to, so I stared at my ceiling, dazed, trying to remember who I even am and what year it is. I get get up and realize my seizure-like orgasms, during which I hurt my hip and back. So I'm still hobbling around four hours later. (laughs) I obviously did not stretch enough. So in conclusion, this met and exceeded my expectations, but please hydrate. Make sure you don't have to do anything that involves decisions or brain power for the rest of the day. And for the love of God, stretch, stretch like you were about to run the 500 meter dash. <laughs> O-M-G. Best one. First of all, what is her name? I don't know. Amazon review. She was anonymous. And not what? Yeah. Obviously, she's got a bunch whatever. Of that is my new queen. Yeah, I love her descriptive freaking review. She reminds me of you because you are so animated and descriptive. Yeah, yes, queen. And can mom, you please, I, after we're done, we're- mom, <laughs> mom, if you're listening, I think that was my mom's review. <laughs> I'm dead. And when we're done recording here, can you please send me the link to that because. I might need to purchase. Them. Oh, oh yeah. I want to. I want to see Jesus. I want to see God. You saw Jesus, and she didn't even believe. I want to see somebody. I don't know who yeah. to see, but I need to see somebody. I'm friggin' dead. Honestly, I actually really love these reviews, and based on the feedback that we're getting, people seem to love them too. So, yeah. like I said before, as long as you guys love them, we're gonna keep doing. Well, Terry's gonna keep I'm doing them because that's like totally her job. This is what I do right <laughs> now. I research and giggle to myself. I'm dead. (laughs) All right. So before we finish this week's episode, I just wanted to thank our listeners because we, like you said earlier on the beginning of our podcast, you mentioned how we had asked all of our listeners to give us their their best drunk story because it was Cinco de Mayo this past Tuesday. 
And girl, these people freaking delivered. Like, I was expecting, oh, I fell out of an Uber drunk, or oh, like I puked like in the back of a bar. No. No. These are some really fucking good stories. Yeah. So, like we, like Terry actually said at the beginning of the episode, we decided to make that a separate episode this week for a couple of reasons. One, because some of the feed, some of the feedback that we got was a little bit what we would call X-rated. Yeah. So we want to make sure to let everybody know that the next segment will be a little X-rated. Got to warn. Also, the, 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 yeah, we wanted to warn everybody, and we're content, already on this episode. Content like. I don't know. A lot of anal yeah, I heard about. Anal here and there. So like separate episode, please don't listen, Martha, if you're out there. Don't like search on Sunday and say, I'm going to try girl wide. Don't do it that day, please. No, and don't unfollow. Like if you are not into it, just don't listen to it. And then don't like unfollow us because it's not like what we're going for. But some of these stories were just too freaking not yeah, to like, share scary. with the world. So like, no, we got it. Exactly. So Again, we're just kind of pre-warning you that the next episode, and I know you said earlier that we might put it out Wednesday, it could be Tuesday, it could be Monday. Just be aware that the X-rated Cinco de Mayo best drunk stories are coming your way before the end of this week. So, yes, ma'am. So you're going to have the ins and out of when we're going to post it because we are so excited. I know. I actually am really looking forward to that. But anyways, um, we do you have anything else you want to share with anybody before we close out for this week? Because we are definitely over an hour. I got to pee. So do I. Really bad because all we do is drink and podcast. So I just want to say thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys did too. If you did, leave us a five-star review. If you hated it. Walk the fuck away. Yeah, I love when she fucking says that. <laughs> but anyways, if you're not already following us on social media, uh, follow us on Instagram at girl underscore Y underscore podcast and on Facebook and Twitter at Girl Y Podcast. Thanks again. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Girl Y. Have a great week. Bye. Bye, y'all.